Skinner. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. My voice is going already. It's not good. Mm-hmm. You can text us on 81215. Please do. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Please don't. No, I didn't mean that. It's all right to follow us on Twitter if that's what you feel you must do. We all have our own lights to follow in life. <clears throat> uh, this morning's phone-in. Are there any nice people who smoke cigars? <laughs> I was walking across Waterloo Bridge the other morning. I saw a sort of city boy type chap. And uh, he was smoking a cigar. And I thought, what is it about cigars? Do quite ordinary people smoke cigars and something in the cigar makes them horrible? Or are horrible people attracted to cigars? I don't know, but in general, I never trust a cigar smoker. No. You just something, I just think their politics will be quite right-wing. Yeah, exactly. I bet there's a few upset mm. cigar smokers this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Probably yeah. a bad time for me to admit that I smoke cigars. You it? don't smoke cigars. How would you know? I just so, know you don't. I can tell from that shirt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're so un-cigar smoker, it's not true. The shirt's got a bit of sort of Central American. You know, I can imagine there's some pan pipes in the breast pocket. There are? Yeah. And there are Rather some, than a cigar. Some cigars in my jeans. What, a slim panatella? <laughs> I think that shirt could be one of those holiday purchases the cockerel's got on. Oh. You know what I mean? You know, when you're abroad and you buy it, you say, yeah, I love that. I'll buy, I'll buy some of these. I bought some, what I would call. I like it. I don't know if, I hope this is all right. Muslim trousers. So the, the men's trousers. I'm not but, sure but it with is. With a lot of material like around. A, hori- a horine pant, Frank. Yeah. yeah. I feel like my shirt's off the hook now you've said that. Oh, That's good. good. Your shirt's off the hook. I thought it was made to measure. <laughs> Uh, no, and it was, uh, and I bought them, and I thought I'm going to wear these quite a lot when I get home. Oh, we've all done it. So Sarong- yeah. I've got sarongs coming out of my ears. Sarong trousers. Yeah. Oh, fabulous! Oh. That was the um, <laughs> it was the Wallace and Gromit on holiday. Yeah. It's like, like like on the buses on holiday. Those all those. Um, that's what they used to do when they made a spin-off movie from, mm. a, from a sitcom. They used to set, take them on holiday. That was how they did it. I didn't like it. I didn't like holiday it when the, the sitcom characters were on film. Like, I never liked that so much, did you? Well, there was good and bad. Okay. But, you know, I find there's good and bad in everyone. Certainly mm-hmm. mm. in the clothing choices in this room. I, I can't believe that <laughs> it, my shirt wasn't mentioned until we were on air. It's, there's an air of ambush about this. <laughs> no, it's, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's hard to discuss... Um, yeah, it's not good for radio, is it? No. no. But when have we ever worried about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've, I, I, can I say I haven't been well again this week? What's happened to me? Mm. I know, I, my illness is a 48 hours, that's the deal. Oh, really? This one has been two weeks. Oh, dear. It's been dragging away, and I've, uh, I've missed... Um, well, first of all, I, was, I always walk into my office, yes... Walk into my office past Trafalgar Square in the morning. Mm. That's the kind of swinging 60s London lifestyle. <laughs> I yes, I usually go in on a bicycle going, England swings like a pendulum do. <laughs> Bobby's on bicycles too bad to. Where's Mr. Abbey, the Tower of Big Ben? Um, but I didn't because I was ill, so I stayed in bed. And had I walked in at my normal time, my normal route, yeah. I would have seen them filming... The Doctor Who 50th anniversary special in Trafalgar Square. I would have seen Matt Smith hanging from the bottom of the TARDIS. Wow. Oh. 
and Jenna Louise Coleman peering out. Mm. And that was the one morning I didn't go and I missed it. Spoiler alert. Well, I, you know, I can't it's help it. It's going to be a TARDIS, if, isn't it? It's if not they're going to film, much. yeah. I mean, if you want, you know, it's basically one of my parents' elderly friends in a goblin mask. That's what you would have missed. Well, not the first time they've been in a goblin mask, I would have been surprised. I've never heard them called that before. <laughs> um, I thought they were gimp masks. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and also I miss, I was invited to Graham Norton's 50th birthday party. I couldn't get to that. I know, I was so jealous. I've missed, I've missed, I've missed everything. You've missed a lot, Frank. Yeah. Mind you, I quite like um, missing stuff. It's very 2005, I think, because people don't miss anything anymore. You know what I mean? If you if you say, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, there's a really up. good program on the other night. Oh, it's all right. I'll just watch it on. Yeah. Or um. Oh man, did you see that tackle on? Yeah, I'll just watch it be on YouTube. Mm. True. I I miss missing things. You miss missing things. I do. Yeah. And I don't. I'm you know I'm antiviral as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't like virals. <laughs> I think virals. Uh, I think people. Like iPhone videos, virals on YouTube and stuff. I think in the old days, if you went, say, swinging on a rope with the kids and the rope burst, mm-hmm. broke, mm. and you landed in the water, you'd tell that story and you'd get big laughs telling the story and you'd embroider it a bit, you'd, yeah. get, you'd, expl- you'd explain the facials of the kids and, and all that. And it'd be a, a rich literary experience, mm-hmm. whereas virals are sort of anecdotes for the illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> they say, oh, this happened, look, and that's it, that's the end of the experience. <laughs> eh? This is Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about stuff. Well, I was talking about stuff I've missed this week. So mm. I've been ill. I, I'd like to hear of. Uh, look, generally, you know, you look back on your life and you think, "Oh, I, I do regret missing." Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I think I've mentioned that here before that I, I stayed up to watch the moon landing when I was a little kid, and I fell asleep just before they got out the lunar module and missed the whole moonwalk. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I've lived in constant regret, as you can imagine. Constant regret is a small village in Leicestershire. It's nice. Sort of place a referee would come from. <laughs> I missed Mr. out. Mr. Dave on... Etherington, brackets, constant regret. <laughs> I missed out on tickets to Live Aid, the oh. original and best, because I had to go and stay with uh, the BBC's head of history in Norfolk, my parents' friends. When you say you had to go and stay with them, what? My parents would often do that. You were doing a dig. No, <laughs> we'd often get invited <laughs> to kind of fun things with friends, and then uh-huh. we'd have to go and stay with people from the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I wasn't very, I wasn't best pleased about that. No, but think there was a lot, there's a lot of rubbish on it. Wasn't there, so? life aid? there was some brilliant stuff and some rubbish. I'd still like to have gone. I also missed out um, on a role as uh, Meryl Streep's daughter, as you know. Uh, indeed, in the French Lieutenant's Woman. Very good, Frank. Yeah. Not in, uh, not in the Iron Lady, if that's what you were. Yeah. Thinking now, you think you could have played that part? <laughs> <laughs> I think I could. Actually, I um, <clears throat> I tell you what I miss out on a lot. Now this sounds slightly um, I don't want to take this the wrong way, but mm. when I was a younger man, I used to notice attractive women and stuff in the street in a leery way. Well, in a sort of a this is what keeps the species going kind of red blooded na- male way. Na- well, I don't like the phrase red blooded male. It's <laughs> I didn't excuse. think you would. I sort of thing. It's a bit cigar smoke. smoke it is very cigar. <laughs> but. Um, 
I'd find out that my girlfriend says to me, Phew, that was a short skirt, and I've completely not noticed. I know, I know this really? is to do with age mm. and the failing of, 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 of various um, facilities. But um, I don't uh, someone, know about the facilities. Someone not showed me a picture, in the for example, of, um, of Vivian Westwood uh, receiving her... Uh, and it's a very famous picture. This, I've seen it. Receiving, uh, I think it's her OBE in the, in, in the 90s. And she's doing a big twirl outside, and her, her dress is rising up. And she's commando. Mm. Oh. Like another person in this room today, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go into any details. Um, she's commando, and somebody said to Can me... Can I just say it's not me? And somebody said to me, what about that for a picture? And I said, it's lovely lining. I'm <laughs> looking at no. the, the garment. <laughs> <laughs> the fabric. Yeah, I've completely... Got so that's gone. That's gone. Mm. So I used to have that. You know when you know when you when a relationship splits up, you're, you're mortified and heartbroken, and then yeah. about two hours in, you think of the people you've said no to mm. during the course of that relationship as an act of yes. loyalty. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. What about that one? <laughs> what? No, to yes. him. No. It was at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. <laughs> he wanted to. I know that the phrase party was used. Oh, I don't really? think were, I don't think he was thinking cupcakes. I don't think that's what <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal had on his mind. He yeah. invited me back to his hotel room. For and my friend attack. was drunk, so I, <laughs> very good. I had to take her home. So because of her inability to control her alcohol consumption, oh. I could have been Emily O'Neill, Frank. Oh, no. But, uh, that is awful. Yeah. I just thought of one there as well. Go on. <laughs> I think people... Oh, come on. I've done I, know, I, can't, I just can't. Paulie Yates. I, um, <laughs> I think people, instead of saying... Um, when there's, if, if people make a suggestion, you should say, no, I'm in a relationship. But have you got a card or anything? <laughs> I can't Business say that card. to Shaquille O'Neal. Then I'll call you if anything goes wrong. <laughs> you know, you stick a rain check. Come mm. on, Alan, your turn. You've got to have one. Come on. I... <laughs> Happy Alan just never says no anyway. <laughs> I'm just a girl who can't say no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That song ought to be, I'm just a girl who can't say it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what have you, what do you feel you've missed out on? Things mm. that you've missed mm. in life. Tell us. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I think we've set up a sort of a texting. I'm, I'm predicting nothing. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner Absolute Radio We were talking about things we'd missed out on It transpired, mine was An evening with Shaquille O'Neal Yeah mm -hmm. I, t I don't think, honestly don't think I'd turned down <laughs> No An evening with Shaquille O'Neal really? When I'm it's relieved I turned down that night with Michael Jordan Looking back <laughs> on it, but who knows mm. um, We've also had a text Jordan like <laughs> I never turned that, that down. Actually, was Jordan. <laughs> Eddie Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Eddie. And I didn't. Yeah. I didn't turn it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's one of the notches. On the <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Uh, we've had a text in, a uh, slightly uh, bittersweet one actually. Oh, from, my favourite from Phil in Mablethorpe. Hi, Frank, Emily, and Alan. I've missed life. Being in full-time employment, I didn't socialise, therefore I'm still single at 42. Never been in love, and he's put a little sad face. Is it called an emoticon? Is that what yes, it is? Yes, emoticon. Which I think is what it should I know be that. for. Because he was in full-term <laughs> employment, he missed out on his social life. That yeah. says something about modern Britain. Yeah. Yeah. But full-term employment is seen as something that just takes out your whole... Yeah. I did that, and I had a social life as well. Well, let's not laugh at Phil. He's made his decision. How old's Phil? 
He's 41. Oh, Phil, 42. you've got her age, ages. Yeah. Still ages. Yeah. Still young. Mar, was it Ma Rainey? Was it, was it Ma Rainey who started painting age 80 and then became a successful artist, right? made a lot of money? Oh, that sounds good. Phil, give your job up and get loving. Yeah. That's my We've advice. We've had another sad face. Oh, no. I, yeah. I think... I, Phil's been ironic, is he? I'm not sure. Oh, God. If he is, then it's not carrying across through text it's form. It's difficult, isn't it? The problem that's with the, that, that's of one of the limitations of the emoticon. <laughs> yes, it is. Matt says, I missed out on my teens and early 20s due to alcohol. Oh. Sober 11 years in May. God, it's awful. <laughs> Night's move on Alan. If he's ever in Rygate, there's a nice garden centre at the end of my road. I'm buying. Mm. He's by. He's buying. Oh, buying. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I missed. I mean, I, I don't think that is, regard that as missing out. I think the uh, that my very heavily drunken teens and and twenties were um, the jewel in the crown, as far as my existence is concerned. Oh, I don't think people would do it if it wasn't lovely. Mm. Okay. I suppose not. I suppose not. I had this very conversation with Michael Parkinson, who tried to lead me on his show into a sort of a my battle with the bottle, and I said, you know, actually, I think it was looking back, it was brilliant. <laughs> I said most people who who do it, you know, heavy drinking, it's because they really like it. It's fun, and you have adventures. Mm. And um, you know you, you can sing on the bus. Nice, <laughs> indeed. It wasn't what he wanted. Singing Grumpy. on the bus is less popular. You know, now, we're talking. He's about... only really happy when he's talking to Jamie Collum <laughs> and Parky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're talking about missing out on things. Can I tell you what we've missed out on this week? I think we all know. I think I know or everyone in this room. Mm. We didn't get a Sony nomination. No, which I know it might doesn't sound much, but in radio. Not getting a Sony nomination. It's is, kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's like it's like not having a home. In normal society, it is. So uh, it's um, it's a stigma. Can it's, I tell there you? There is a stigma. Frank, I did something. I've got to fess up now. Go on. I, I took it quite seriously this year. I listened to it live. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. I'm afraid oh, so. Oh God! Did you put a dress on? Especially <laughs> no, nice but I got quite competitive. I did. Like a mad old lady nominated for an Oscar. No, I didn't put a dress on. But I did, as I sat there with my Instar colleagues, and they all listened, and they went, oh. oh they listened as well? Yes. That was a mistake. Terrible. And they all went, oh, oh. And went, Can you be in this category? And I went, no. And they went, oh. And then it, it came to the end. It was clear we weren't going to win anything. So do you know what I did? I went a bit Big Brother winner being evicted. Big Brother contestant. I went, oh. Told you. Oh, I didn't want to win anyway. Yeah. Oh, no. And I threw you and Alan totally under the bus. And I said, I'm not worried, but I think Frank and Alan will be really upset. I can't believe you did that. I did that. say that. You were really. right. <laughs> but even so. Sorry. Now, I, I've really learned something this week, and that was the judges' addresses. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I tell you something, it's very hard now. I was in Green Park for two hours. It's very hard to find uh, dog excrement. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up having to uh, on bag. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, why didn't we get a Sony nomination? Oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, I've told you never to ask me that. <laughs> well, because we're not as good as we think we are. No one is as good as they think they are at really? anything. That's a good point, oh. that. It is. Mainly yeah. their jobs and football, I think. But, yeah. It's, you know, like, this the, the, phys that the physicals. The physicals. <laughs> Generally, people think they're better at stuff than they are. And it's, it's good every now and again to get, be brought down to okay. earth. That's what I think. 
Yeah, we were definitely getting We were beaten by Kate Lawler in the best <laughs> entertainment category. Wow. She was one of those big brother people, wasn't she? She was, yeah. Mm. Well, she was in what perhaps the best documentary that's ever been made. What was that? It was about when she came out of Big Brother. Oh, OK. And uh, she had a very overprotective dad. I like that she only stuck to that genre when she did TV shows. Her dad was absolutely brilliant in it, though. He was really... There was a bit where he, he tries to force some paparazzi <laughs> off the road in his car. It's really brilliant. But when she comes out of... Uh, of the family are gathered. Mm. And she's just come out. She's just one big brother. And he says to her, right, now you go into the living room. This is what he says when they get to the house. You go into the living room and you apologise to your grandmother and your, your mum for your language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she learnt. And now she's got a Saudi nomination. So respect to her. But um, some of the other absolutely... Jeff Lloyd got one. Yeah. Ronnie Wood. Ronnie Wood and uh, the OC got three. Actually, yeah. I think Jeff Lloyd got two. One for an animal competition. Oh, did he? And one for his show, generally. And um, and the OC got three. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Vicky Blight and Sarah Chapman... Absolutely done brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I feel now. I, I, well, this morning I came in, the door wasn't working on the studio. I feel that that's the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't just get blanked by the security guard. I got a dirty look. <laughs> I, I've, I, I'm not I joking. Found it, I found him much friendlier this morning. I think he felt <laughs> I'd, I'd been taken down a peg, <laughs> <laughs> and now he, you know, he could see me as a, as an equal. But I don't. I, I'm thinking I might be the victim of a trap. Let me, I'm just putting this theory to you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this on air. I oh, don't do conspiracy theories when you haven't won. It's but I did Jeff Lloyd's show right yeah. recently, oh, yeah. and he said to me, "So, what do you think about the Sonys?" And 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 I was led into criticising the night out and oh, what yeah. what a tedious ceremony it was. I might have even mentioned the food. I hope I didn't. <laughs> you didn't mention Tony Hadley eating my portion, did no, you? No, that okay. was that's a private thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm thinking now that maybe that was a, a that Jeff was trapping me into that, knowing that I wouldn't get a nomination, and he'd walk straight oh. in. Or maybe maybe the organisation because contract time. What a good time to not get a. So yeah. nomination. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting paranoid about this, but no. they did put out the interviews of podcast just in case the Sony judges missed it first time round. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, I don't care. I've got two other awards um, in 25 years of comedy. <laughs> so that's the kind of it's not the, it's that's not, the kind of success rate I've got. That's not the winning that counts. No, getting part. off with the winner afterwards. <laughs> I will say that's what. Counts. But we won't be there this time. No, I know, but that can't. Who doesn't stop me standing outside the hotel. I like that the cockerel still wants to go to the uh, ceremony. The cockerel really just wants the, to go there. Just I think he wants up. to do some Kanye West I'll on the stage. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but Frank Skinner, that's what he's going to do. He, he'd good. go to Thatcher's funeral if he knew there was free nibbles. <laughs> <laughs> True. I've been invited. Obviously. Uh, uh, talking of Thatcher, we've just had a text in. What? From... She, don't tell me she's come back to life. No, Jeff Marshall oh, says, okay. I blame you for getting the audience first singing Ding Dong back in 1990 when she stood down. That is true, that when she uh, when uh, she stood down... Stand on Margaret, stand on Queen, stand on Margaret. When she stood down then, I uh, I was doing a comedy club in uh, in Birmingham and I, got, mm. I began the night by getting the whole crowd to sing Ding Dong and the Witch is Dead. I'm sorry for any of our um, pagan listeners, by the way. I don't, I'm not, that's, not a, that's not a blanket anti-witchcraft thing. It's just what well, the wicked witch thing. 
Yeah, and now it's become a national could be number one this week. Mm. It's great that the people have spoken. They have. I think, well, come, we need to talk about the Margaret Thatcher thing, I think, because it's been an interesting phenomenon, generally. Phenomenon. And, um, of course, someone else who I turned down in the 90s. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I thought something that I did miss out on. Oh, what? yeah? Yeah, my milk. My school milk. I uh, never got yeah. it, did I? See, well, I did have subject. it. Did you? I, I got in under the wire just before. What I was it like? It Tell us about what it was like <laughs> back Free in the day, old Frankie. Oh, you'd be sitting in your classroom in the morning, do the rattle of the crates <laughs> going down uh, I liked the hallway. Well. It was lovely. Mm. And in, in the cold weather, it was frozen solid. Couldn't get your straw, you couldn't get your straw in. I have a vague recollection of getting it and then it being taken away. I wonder what that was all about. Yeah. Well, we had... I'd rather, as you know, swallow strychnine than divulge <laughs> the date of my birth. Yes. But there was... <laughs> I thought you were brief... going to say then drink milk. <laughs> that too. But there was a brief period I do remember getting it and it was very warm, Frank, wasn't it? And the little straws pierced the foil. I quite liked mm. it. We it only was had lovely, a... mm. yes. Blue tits, of course. That if they got there first, they'd go through the foil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was were... taken away. I think what you're intimating, mm. Alan, is that it was, it was taken away by the current the Minister of Education at the time, who was uh, Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Mark Thatcher. Yeah. Who um, is no longer with us. Indeed. No. Of course. Moved on. And uh, it's caused a... Well, it's caused a kerfuffle. Turns out she was quite polarising. Furore, actually, is a very apt term. Yes. Mm. It's a bit like Fura, but also yeah. it's got a... <laughs> it's got a different yeah. s- syllable. I'm not one for uh, the dancing on the graves thing, though. Can I ask, why is it that we're mm. not meant to speak ill of the dead? Because I don't understand that. I mean, if there's anybody listening that I know, can I just give you all permission to speak ill of me once I'm dead and not before it? That seems oh, like well, a better right way of doing it. Yeah, I think that the... Yeah, noted. I think the gloves are off now on speaking ill of the dead. Don't you think it would be better for us, as uh, media figures, if there was a rule that <laughs> you speak ill once a person is dead? Imagine how pleasurable Googling ourselves would be if mm. people went, oh, no, we can't slag them off yet. They're still alive. They're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would have that a would right be... old time Googling ourselves and only reading praise. Oh, I'd Google myself two or three times every morning. Yeah. At least... <laughs> <laughs> but no, as it is, we can't because people are speaking ill of us while we're alive. That's very true. But, yeah. No, no, you know, I think you're right. I honestly, I think the tide is turning though. I'd, I'd like people to slag me right off when I'm gone. Well, I mean, um, Mrs. Your, Thatcher, your wishes are command. She's uh, <laughs> people. I mean, th- they do think now that uh, Ding Dong the Witch is dead. It might be number one, and yeah, and, and it turns out you're not. responsible. Well, no, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. But Liza Minnelli's over here at the moment. She must be confused. <laughs> Mum's still. Still popular. <laughs> Brilliant. Number one? What are you talking about? <laughs> but it's... Uh, um, there's, there's been a lot of people on the telly saying what a warm and kind person she was once she got to There's know. been a lot of people everywhere yes. saying she was a divisive figure. I'm surprised we haven't used that phrase yet. Yeah. Surely that's all I've heard this week. She was a divisive figure. And you whatever. People you have can't, said whatever. George, um, I met the German cannibal Armand Mivers once at a comic book convention. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was a perfectly, with them all. perfectly with them all. affable... Uh, he had to top my Shaquille yeah. O'Neal story. Uh, no, I, true. <laughs> I, I, said, I said no. 
<laughs> um, you live to tell the tale. Yeah, I'd had quite a lot of garlic that week, I don't think. <clears throat> but um, he was fine. He was, you know, you would never have guessed. I don't know whether or not you see, to believe you were, this story. I reckon when we... You see, we were proper Thatcher's children. I think you were going through your slight beardy-weirdy phase then, Frank. Well, I was... You well, had your bell-bottom pitch invader trousers and long scarf, didn't you? Well, when she came into power, I was a student. You're quite red wedge, I reckon. Yeah, and then I did have a red wedge. It was, uh, it was a sweat rash. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I became unemployed for three and a half years, and One then I ten. became an alternative comedian. So this is wow. the three areas, short of becoming a minor, it was the three areas of life that most hated Margaret Thatcher. Mm. I, I think last week I mentioned the uh, Smedic Supplementary Benefit Office. Let me mention it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned it at the Brighton Conference, actually. But um, <laughs> I, on the wall there, someone had written, uh, this is the Supplementary Benefit Office mm. in, in the early 80s. Someone had written, cheer up, money isn't everything. <laughs> M. Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't, I can't join in with... The, I, don't, I tell you what I don't like. I don't like um, to hear atheists saying that, she, that they hope that she burns in hellfire. Mm. That's, oh, they can't claim that as their own. No, that's our area. That's your manner, is they, what I'll say. Uh, yeah. Hell it's, is yeah. your manner. I'm letting them off with Christmas. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. They're not getting hell fire. George Galloway. I'm, I'm assuming he's an atheist. George Galloway. <sighs> I bet he likes a cigar. He's such a cigar like smoker. A oh, he loves one. I think he might be cigar smoker of the year. Yeah, <laughs> let's check. <laughs> and he he wanted us to burn in hell. I, I don't. I, if I was the sort of person who said things about what ended up. Mm. As a tragic, frightened, weak old lady, if I was the sort of person who said that, I would have voted for Margaret Thatcher. Mm. But I'm a bit more compassionate. What I would say, if you wonder what the influence had on the country, if you've ever been at a pub quiz and seen someone on their smartphone cheating mm -hmm. to get yes. the answers, I don't think that would have ever happened if Margaret Thatcher hadn't been in power in the uh, 70s, 80s, etc. <laughs> We've had some missives in regarding the webcams. <coughs> the webcams? I forgot. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, there they are. Emily, there was some discussion the other week following a viewer's comment that you couldn't be seen on the webcams. We all agree that this is quite unfair, but in a similar position on Jeff's show, Annabelle achieves visibility by simply moving to the right. Well, mm. there you go. Make an effort. If the mountain will not come to Mohammed, then Mohammed must go to the mountain. <laughs> I've heard that. Kind regards, David Larkham. Okay. Leatherhead, put, sorry. Did he put the mountain bit in? Yes. Oh, I thought that was just you added to it. <laughs> no. Where I are they? Freestyling. You didn't. There was another. Wasn't there an irate webcam? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a chap. Oh, is it the same chap? Uh, okay, please can you change creepy. the webcams from Vicky's studio to yours? <laughs> is that his voice? Yeah, that's me okay. doing an impression of a guy from Leatherhead. Yeah, sorry about that. But that's, I mean, that's but three now. To be fair, he might. You know, he might be lip reading. So it's not much of a show if uh, hadn't thought if of the that. webcams aren't on, so that wouldn't be fair. Yeah, mm. it never occurred to me. That, uh, I'll tell you what I've just remembered in the in the 80s. I was at, the uh, Thatcher years. Yeah, a mate of mine uh, said I'd ruined his, uh, his birthday stripper. Why? Oh, no. It was his birthday and, and the bloke's got a, a stripper. Like, and the stripper Do you remember came those on. strippers? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, no, I don't. And she was a young girl, a pretty young girl. She's like getting all these blokes going, Ugh. And I shout at the top of my voice, this is Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it ruined the whole thing for oh him. Oh, my God. Really, it was. Buzzkill. Yeah, it really was. It <laughs> this was is Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> Billy Bragg walking in. Alexi Sale's been very quiet. I think he's turned. 
Um, no, he was on Channel 4 News. Oh, was he? He yep. was the person you went to. He was your go-to man. I tell you, I was yeah. uh, interested in his, uh, the Honourable Sir Mark Thatcher. Oh. Oh, yes. His return's one of the boons of this did whole I, thing. Did I miss yeah. a meeting? He was made a sir. No, I think he... Who I, made if, him a if sir? I think I'm not mistaken, I think he gets the honourable from his mum and oh. the sir from his dad because they're like barons and baronets. But that's oh. not all he's, he's got brilliant. out of his parents. He's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's done well out of them in other ways, hasn't he? At not least he found financially his way from murky arms deals. Yeah. Um, but is it... I mean... I've got I've I've got a child, if you know, and you do yeah. think, you know. Well, I wonder what what, it, what he'll grow up to be, and what mm. will he do? Will he like football? Will he and all mm. that kind of stuff? Will he be aggressive? Will he be a nice chap? You think about all those things. I'm sure you think the same. Alan, yeah, about, you'll have to wait and see. About, yeah, um, but um, I don't. I'd be surprised if he ever stages a, a coup in Equatorial Guinea. <laughs> yes, I don't think he'll ever go that far. <laughs> and, and hopefully he'll never be accused of calling a tennis player a gollywog. So her children have not turned out Ooh. 100%, have they? <laughs> they haven't turned out. To be fair to them, they were brought up uh, in an unlit cupboard for the first 14 years. <laughs> so, uh, no, I was reading, Carol Thatcher said that she had to make an appointment when she was a teenager. She used to have to make a proper appointment through the secretaries wow. to have a meeting with her mum. Really? <laughs> I approve of that. Oh, I'm not saying I don't approve. <laughs> it's just secretaries in the plural. That's what threw me. Mm. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and I'm with Ellen Cochran. Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> Oh, oh. Sorry, I was going to let you make Ellen that announcement. De Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I think she's done it already, darling. I love Ellen. That's one of my... Uh, I've always really thought she was very beautiful, Ellen DeGeneres. I do as well. Yes. It's the quintessential flogging of a dead horse. Um, text in on 812.15, if you'd like to. And uh, you're looking confused What's now. the flogging of the dead horse? I, think, I don't think though, she's interested in... Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, follow us on <laughs> Twitter at Frank on the radio. And just in case um, anyone thought that, that we've sort of spoken of the Thatcher years in a slightly unbalanced way. Mm. We've had this text in from 485 saying, Hello Frank, you should have been a student in the 60s when the Harold Wilson Labour government did away with grammar schools and brought in the wonderful comps. This was the worst thing that ever happened to Britain. Well... You obviously didn't, obviously didn't hear the Sony nominations. <laughs> 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 but, um, enough, fair enough, Kate, we've all got our own views and I think that's important. I think we've been balanced. You said that you were invited to the funeral but you can't go. You've got, I haven't really been got, invited. Oh, haven't you? No. I just assumed you weren't going because you'd read that Catherine Jenkins was going. She's, she is going. She's on the list. Is she? Yeah. Uh, Catherine that Jenkins does is not going. surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> me. I can't believe she's, she's, she's Jenkins, uh, blown Clark a cover a bit there. <laughs> Clarkson, Clarkson's going. Yeah. Well, there would have been no... And anyone, other things, what wouldn't there have been without There would have been no Thatcher? Top Gear. There would have been no Top Gear no. without, without Thatcher. I hope he puts a suit on. He, I hope he doesn't wear a leather jaquito and some boot-cut jeans. I was asked to host the embalming. Um, corporate gig. Oh my God. Just 15 minutes at the top. <laughs> it's a black overall do. But uh, I've, I, I, I wasn't. Don't do that many corporates, no. do you? Shirley no. Bassey. <laughs> all the greats. 
But like I say, I don't like this. I hope she had a terrible death and all that. You know, at the end of the day, I, I found it very hard to hate her anymore. I hated her in, when she was a prime minister, mm. but she became like a lot of other, you know, old, frightened old people in this country, and uh, I, I, I can't go. I can't kick her. There's not Kick that many of them that are spending their time at the Ritz. But, yeah, no, that's point. true. That's a very good point. <laughs> How did point. that happen, living at the Ritz? I mean, yeah. It's quite expensive, the Ritz, when I last looked. It's yeah. quite. 30 quid for a glass of champagne. Is that all? I know old age pensioners... I £31 <laughs> pounds for my glasses of champagne. I know pensioners who can't afford a Ritz. Yeah. <laughs> you know those cheese biscuits? Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on and you know where I think we should go. Can I just say though, yes. on St Paul's, mm-hmm. she's been buried at St Paul's. Yeah. On, uh, on that's where the funeral is, and I'm. Well, she uh, insisted on that, didn't she? Yeah, and I'm being interviewed at St Paul's on Sunday night as part mm-hmm. of a, a a service at St Paul's. I'm on I'm on stage at St Paul's. So what a week they've got. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the war box a, um, of Thatcher's funeral. A you're Sony nominee. Oh. Mm. Oh. oh, you're not going to do anything juvenile like leave a whoopee cushion under one of the proper no, cushions. No, no, it's, it's going it. to be a lovely. It's going to be a lovely night. Um, um, we were going to sashay uh, on. We're going to take a saunter down. No, to the we're, we're going we're to have uh, music first. Oh, are we? Oh, yeah. okay. You can see why we didn't get that. Hamlet is like a student radio. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Email Now, what have our lovely readers uh, got to say this week? Uh, we've had an email. Hello, Mr Radio, Miss Emily and Mr C. Uh, I think Mr C was a different Mr C, wasn't it? Didn't he do Ebenezer Good? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, li- he liked to party. He did, yeah. <laughs> My wife and I are flying into London from Sydney, Australia on April the 13th, unfortunately after your show has finished. Whoa, hold on. Whoops. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of the Sony judges. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any it's advice? way to find out. <laughs> That's like when people are dropped from the England squad and they find out from the press. Oh. The That's why your manager's oh, come your down today. Finished, full yeah. stop. Your I manager see. is in a sort of Max Clifford in a jacket role outside. <laughs> oh, no. Absolute radio. This is how I find out. What a nightmare. Yeah. So they're finding from <laughs> Sydney today. From Sydney today. Yeah, they continue. Do you have any advice for colonials returning to the mother country for a few days um if you've been away from uh, the uk for a while my advice is quick it's succinct but you probably missed out there's a chain of pubs now called walkabouts and if you're visiting <laughs> i think you should give them a try they'd be really good um as a reverse night's move if miss emily would be available to show us around some of the more upmarket parts of london or if alan is available to show us where to find a bargain what's that about <laughs> We would be very much obliged, James. Much obliged. Two, six, I'd like. Can I just? Say, I'd like to encourage the use of Miss Emily. It's quite gone with the wind. It yeah. is. Yeah. I feel. Like, I feel. I should be. Uh, Fiddle de dee, Miss Emily. I feel I should be looking at you in my rearview mirror. If I'm going to call you Miss Emily. You know what I mean? It's like driving Miss Emily. Yes. I um. God, I I've done the Australia flight a few times and back, mm-hmm. and. Uh, You've done it, Em. Have you oh, been yeah. to Australia, Alan? Well, when we talked about missing out on things, I missed my first two ever takeoffs on an aeroplane because my first flight was to Australia. 
I think mm. we might have discussed this before. You missed the first two times. I fell asleep. I, mi- I missed them. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah, so my first ever flight was long haul to Australia, so... Did you, did you find that when you got to the other end of that flight that you feel a bit spaced out? Oh, yeah. It's oh, brilliant, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. I don't drink or do drugs or smoke mm-hmm. even. You just fly. You just get I high. I just do long haul flights. get high, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is great. It's, so I mm. would suggest if you've just flown in from Sydney, you, you go down to Carnaby Street and enjoy the old psychedelic experience. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is Carnaby maybe, Street, very 60s. It's where the phrase <laughs> tripping came from. I, no, it is. It's the craziest it experience. Mm-hmm. I, uh, My I advice would be... Of course, Rio Ferdinand uses long haul flights as part of his fitness regime. Exactly. This is an interesting idea. Um, my advice would be, Australians, obviously, you know, they say thongs for flip-flops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't go into someone's house and say, shall I just take off my thongs? <laughs> you might yeah. get an odd... Or no. they might like it. That's you never right. know. Yes, I, um, anyway, have a lovely time. Enjoy. Back here in the motherland, yeah. Is that what it's called now? That's the what they've called it. Oh, lovely. We've, Next! Well, it's another Antipodean reader. Oh, Wow. Hi there, all. All so- this will dry up, of course. Now we didn't get the nomination. <laughs> yeah, they're really we'll be lucky. On the side. Oh, we're lucky the side if, of the if world, we get people outside the M25. <laughs> <laughs> I approve of that, but anyway. Uh, sorry to split hairs, but you forced my hand. Sorry to split metaphors, I think you'll yeah. find. <laughs> Farlap, as discussed on last week's show. Are we splitting horse hairs? Yes. Farlap was the great um, Australian racehorse. Ah. Well, au contraire my non-award winning friend it's oh. actually a New Zealand horse born in oh. Timaru in the South Island just well, another Timaru, example wasn't that on shooting stars <laughs> just, Tim- a- <laughs> <laughs> just another example of those lovable Aussies claiming ours as their own split ends crowded house pavlova need I say more pretty good remembering by Frank on the bits of said pony scattered around the place though oh. heart and hide in Australia but skeleton into papa bit like me yeah this, in case you missed this i was talking about this famous racehorse um i went i saw his um his skin mm. in a museum in melbourne but yeah. his his um his skeleton as you say was somewhere else his brains in canberra to Papa. but a megan who who is uh, writing this in says we often get forgetting about down here in the antipodes and mixed up with the other folk to us next door mm-hmm. love your show Bit too crazy, sorry. I podcast every week whilst in my studio painting. Oh, how lovely. Not much of a nice. portrait artist, though, so that counts me out of the competition. That's your Sky Arts one. How lovely, though, that the idea of someone painting in a studio mm. in New Zealand mm-hmm. listening to this show. What does, does the paint run upwards <laughs> when the paint runs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all That's this down, week's uh, texting. <laughs> we didn't get much response to nice cigar smoke because nobody could think of one. No. Well, there obviously aren't any. No. Um, Which is difficult for the um, publishers of Cigar Smoker magazine. So <laughs> this one, James Woods is on the cover every month. Really? Yeah, it's all they can find. I oh, Arnie, in- there was one Arnie. I went into one of those uh, lean-to places you get outside pubs now where you can go and smoke. Mm-hmm. And uh, Simon Sharma was in there smoking a big <laughs> cigar. <laughs> and I always thought he seemed all right, but uh, turns out not. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner Absolute Radio I know we're in email corner technically Frank but I'd just like to pop back into um, 
text. What should we call it? Yeah, do what Te- you like. Text Terrace. Fine. Oh, nice. <laughs> we make our own rules on this show. Yeah. All bets are off now. You were, we were talking about Margaret Thatcher and milk. <laughs> yes. With the conversation, although this person, lovely as she seems, I don't know how with it she is, because she says, hi, Frank, Emily and Gareth. Ouch. Uh, okay. Read the conversation about. I think you'll Thatcher. find that was the team during the Cerner years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You're right. Well, Angela says she hated the milk to the point where she used to throw up immediately after drinking it. Yeah, you know, I see. I remember the Angelas at our school. There was mm. always three or four people who didn't want the milk. Yeah. The teachers oh. had to really. Pre- oh, I couldn't get. Sometimes I'd, I'd have one of their bottles. Mm. It was great, free milk. She says she got in trouble for throwing up as soon as I drank it, being accused of spilling it down myself. And this was my first memory of life being unfair. Very fitting, I think. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that, Angela, but um, still drink your milk. <laughs> that was in the days when milk was seen as very good for you. Now it's probably mm-hmm. seen as doing something terrible. Was it you who was saying, Frank, you used to have a little lie-down on the desk as well afterwards? That's oh. right. Remember the lie-down? Uh, drink your to, milk, then lie down. You used to put your arm, fold your arms <laughs> in front of you, put your head on that, and then we'd sleep for 20 minutes oh, in the that afternoon. that would be great, wouldn't it? Was oh, that teacher to... authorised, can I just say? <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> so was a, teacher... it was an industrial action. Oh, OK. The teacher would come around and say, have a little lie-down. Yeah, and, and, and we'd, uh, we'd do it. And we'd go to sleep as well. Just like that. Great. We couldn't. I think the workforce could do with that, like in general. Just if if you went to places and they were all having a, there with I their head you on their desk, you could do that now. What would, you it, could. It would stop you. No, I'd love to have had sleep as a child. My parents had me out earning money. <coughs> <laughs> Leave it there. Yep. Uh, should we go back to email call? Uh, we should on, say we have had not? we've had a lot of cigar correspondence, but we can go back to. Oh, that. I'm happy to hear some oh, of that. We've had various. Al, you had a couple. Have they I? identified a, a nice person that smokes cigars? Uh, yeah, there's a chap here, uh, Frank, in the local guitar shop. When I was a kid, the shop owner used to smoke cigars, so all the guitars smelt of cigars. Twenty-two years on, I still play, and I love the smell as it reminds me of that shop, which was like a sweet shop to me. Yeah, but was he a nice bloke? Was he a monster? Well, <laughs> well. He perhaps wouldn't like the spell if he was a monster. Bun- I think Bunny he in it. Belfast, good morning, Frank. The golfer Darren Clark loves a cigar and is a top bloke, too. Really? I'm worried about the use of top bloke. Yeah, I'm makes me think top bloke is not a cigar. cigar. Yeah. Makes me think he's more top makes gear think, than top bloke. Makes me think that these are, these are cigar smokers sticking up for each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right there. Um, uh, shall we return to email corner, Let's then? Let's do it. Um, I'm just trying to think. Farlap, the horse, mm-hmm. from New Zealand... Yeah. yeah, the current um, the current uh, controversy. There's got to be a beef Wellington joke in that somewhere. Oh yeah, I can't find it. Do you know I love it when you workshop on air. <laughs> I just can't find it. <laughs> it's one of my yeah. favourite things. That yeah, ever I think I'm just I'm just show, you know you know they used to the say show the working out. They yeah. used to say in maths exams. Yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah, but I, I can't it. find the beef Wellington joke. Hi, Frank and the team. I heard you lot asking whether the readers had ever cried at a book this week yes. after Frank had said he had been bawling at a post-apocalyptic novel. Was that The Road? It was The Road by Cormac McCarthy. I'm I've crying. never read that, but I have bought it for someone as a gift. Is it a oh, terrible God gift or is it an awful me. gift? <laughs> it's the bleakest, most yeah. di- dis- Oh, man. Oh, I, dear. I, I was <laughs> terrible. I mean, it, it made me feel poorly. Oh, well, I may have ruined brilliant. someone's Christmas a few years ago then. It's brilliant. Oops. Have you ever seen them again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she looked upset. <laughs> but that's common. Uh, I can confirm that I have cried at a book. It was No Time for Goodbye by Linwood Barclay. Well, the clue's in the title. I read this one. Do, do you know Linwood? No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> 
I read this whilst travelling around Thailand last summer and got teary-eyed when reading the final pages on a bus to Bangkok. Without going into too much detail, Ooh, the passage... teary-eyed in Bangkok. That's yeah. the, actually oh. the name of my memoir. <laughs> 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 Without going into too much detail, the passage that made me crumble, steady, was a letter to the main character from her mother written just before she had passed on. I wasn't exactly sobbing, and I'm quite certain there were no audibles as my emotions took hold. Nevertheless, a good amount of the passengers on the bus noticed and turned around and started laughing at me as I finished the book in oh, tears. Yeah, yeah they're, oh. a, they're, a, they're a vicious race. True, and as if to <laughs> add insult to injury... They're famously sweet, aren't they, mm. the time? Thai lady who sat next to me decided I was no longer a suitable bus companion <laughs> and at this point moved to a different seat. Thanks for the last keep up the good work, James, in red car. Well, I, I mean, one's tempted now to, mm. uh, to avoid that book like the plague. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I, I had a laughing, massive laughing fit reading um, Charles Dickens's Pitwick Papers on a train. I never once. believe it when people <laughs> laugh out loud at books. I, I know. Never, it's insincere. But you should try, honestly. It's, uh, it's a very, very funny book. I mean, I have read funny books. When I do it, I find it believable. But, the, but when other great, people do it... It's... The great thing about it... Uh, there's a bit where um, he's buying a horse and, and it says he says that the, the farmer who's selling him the horse has a grin which agitated his countenance from one auricular organ to the other. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, I had a really old second-hand bookshop version of it that looked quite a lot like the Bible. <laughs> so I think people might think I was reading the Bible and then really laughing at it. Not a lot of Because it's so packed with gags. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, that response in because it's all disappearing now because people read Kindles and that mm -hmm. on public transport, so people don't even know what they're reading. Yeah, so all that's gone. I oh, used to, I do. I always peer over. I, I used to like looking at people and thinking, "Oh God, they read that kind of book, just what you'd expect." Mm. So cigar smokers weekly. <laughs> um, where are we? <laughs> no, literally, where are we? Absolute radio. You know, we're talking about cigar smokers, Frank. Yeah. Trying to find a reasonable human being well, who not, smokes not, cigars. Do, is there a nice person on the planet who smokes cigars, or are they all terrible people? Well, That's the question. this guy in Runcorn had a bad experience with cigars, 340. Hi, folks. I used to love a cigar. That was until my mum and dad brought me some real Cuban ones home and I tried them. Halfway down my first one, I took a bad turn. And passed out, oh, nearly breaking my neck when hitting the wooden floor. Oh, I like the sound of the wooden floors. Call me. <laughs> Needless to say... I like the sound, but obviously I don't believe in fainting. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, the wife, oh, don't call me, has now banned me from partaking in cigar smoking. Mm. It was go. a narrow escape. You could have become a very unpleasant person. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously he's got an essential goodness that wouldn't allow that to happen. Liz in Bournemouth think you may have forgotten Churchill. He loved a cigar. That's a very good point. OK, you authorised the bombing at Dresden. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to make an omelette... True. Yeah. yeah. OK, I'm, I'm going to give you Churchill. This, this that's works one, its way That's to one in the left-hand column. We've yeah. got um, 878 <laughs> in the right-hand column. We haven't even mentioned... Uh, Ooh. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> right, we haven't. We'll leave it there. There's no, good reason have. for that. There's good reason for that. Yeah, there is. Uh, this one eventually works its way to cigar smokers. Frank, 90% of my friends think that I look like you. In fact, when I meet new people, they often say that they recognise me and feel that I remind them of someone. So I reel off a list of infamous 
beautiful intellectual icons before finally mentioning you, Frank Skinner, <laughs> to which they respond, yes, that's it. I feel a strange sense of pride over this. I think we have the same shaped oblong head. Hannibal Lecter from... Hannibal from the A-Team, not Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal from the A-Team is a nice cigar smoker. That was love from Gene Norton, I believe, in yeah, West exactly. London. That was a bit stream of consciousness. It was, but I like it. Um, ha- yeah, but he's a fictional character. Is that, that's true, yeah. So that you can, make, you, could, you can make him a nice person. It's like saying Alice in Wonderland is a nice female child. It's not, it doesn't mean anything, does it? It's just made well, it's up. it's not really like that. And it? she's not that nice, is she? She's unpleasant. Mm. Nice female child. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's fiction, isn't it? The point I'm making is it's fiction. It's you can say anything. Mr. Magoo, somebody else, that's another fiction. Fiction. Character. Yeah. I'm not, not saying one couldn't invent a nice person. I'm my thing I, I wanna know whether unpleasant people are drawn towards cigars or c- cigars poison the mind. What about Clinton? He liked a cigar. Did he? I think you've got your uh, stories mixed up. <laughs> anyway. We'll just Google that, yeah? Um, you know, we were speaking earlier about what we've missed out on. Um, because of, course, of course I know that. You, know you think I wasn't yeah. listening? No, I'm just... Uh, it's it's what they call in radio a recap, isn't it? Oh, okay. It's not. It's what they call in life a recap, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, I've got an eye on next year's Sony. <laughs> I thought I'd try and be slick. Um, uh, I've got one. Uh, um... My wife and son this week went to watch The Lion King oh. live, the show, the oh, yeah. theatrical musical, and my wife said to me when she got back, um, well, you've seen it anyway, haven't you, because we went to see it together, and I said, no, oh. I've, I've never seen it, and she said, you no. have, we went together, and I have absolutely <gasps> no recollection of having gone to this, Ooh. and my Ooh. brother's girlfriend used to work on the, the London show, um, doing the costuming and stuff, and she said, we got tickets from her at the discount rate. Normally I would remember a bargain. You'd remember the discount. I was going to say, you'd always remember the credit what, card slip. Do you know what else I would remember? I'd usually remember, like, having a certain drink on the way there. Like, most of my would event you? memories, yeah, I would sort of go, oh, yeah, we had a pint round the corner, didn't we? Or we had yeah, What he does, he goes to M&S and he gets the little bottles of wine. <laughs> it's much dearer in the theatre. That's what he says I, I to us. I've never seen listeners. I've never <laughs> seen The Lion King, but I understand it's a spectacular event, sort of thing that might stick in the mind. <laughs> think, wouldn't you? And I've no recollection of it whatsoever. See, I have these uh, gut-wrenching moments in my house when I reminisce about something that that we did together and Cad says, that wasn't me. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering oh. now. Oh, oh, I've done that. I had an ex-boyfriend, Bulletproof Monk Gates. Don't get me started. <laughs> that was like when we saw Bulletproof Monk. I said, I've never seen Bulletproof Monk. Do I look like I've seen Bulletproof Monk? I'm going to fess up. I don't know what bulletproof monk is. It's a film. I don't either. Apparently, I was hoping it's a film. it was a person. <laughs> Apparently, it's a film, Frank. But it doesn't sound very me, does it? Let's be honest. No, but sometimes when one is in the early stage of a relationship, you'll go to things. Oh, I know that phase. I like pizza too. I yeah. like karate films. Yeah. I love horror. Yeah. Um, I love Angelina Ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but there was an argument about that. He slept in the spare room. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it was a simple mistake. Yeah. See, what I do, things that I'm 99% Kath went to, I'll, uh, I'll say, oh, yeah, I saw the, uh, I, I, I saw the strokes at uh, Brixton Academy, and she said, I was with you. And I'll say, oh, no. <laughs> no, that. Oh, you style oh. it out. Yeah, rather than say, remember when we saw the strokes and she said it wasn't me, I'm not prepared to take that Just risk Just in case, again. there's that scintilla of doubt there. Yeah, See, with exactly. this, I, I know that we were together... 
when she's gone. So oh, I'm dear. now thinking that we booked some tickets and then I got a gig or didn't go for some reason and that she went with a friend. It's almost got to the point where one of us might send a group email to friends saying, can any of you remember going to see the live? We'll do it now. <laughs> Let's have a big Or if they're listening, produce out. this. Yeah, yeah. Can I say Did something? Did anyone go to the Lion King with Mrs Cockrell? And when would it be? Oh, I've no idea. <laughs> oh, you don't even know when it was. Well, I never went. It wasn't me. I've got to admit, I can't see that show because I'm phobic about people dressed as animals. Are you? It makes me feel a bit I ill. You know what it is? You see a yellow Panto felt horses? costume and then you see the actor's black shoe poking through underneath <laughs> mm. and it makes me feel ill. I went to see the opening night of... Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's, what's that musical? I don't know. Alan probably that. saw it. What's that musical that's set on a cruise ship? Is it South Pacific? No, no, it's oh. uh, a lot of tap dancing and stuff. Anything Goes. Is anything it, Goes. I went to see Anything, anything Goes. goes. And it was it was the first that night. That was like a night in an old people's home. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first night uh, at the National Theatre. And um, what happened was that one of the male dancers got his foot caught in the revolving stage. Oh, oh no. no. And now, oh, no. Can you imagine the nature of that scream? <laughs> oh. No! Uh, it was, it it's was like the, Graham Norton's 50th and was, the cake came out. It was the, it was the campest terror I've ever heard. And oh. uh, they, had to, they had to stop the show. Apparently his shoe was um, <laughs> torn in two. But it, happily he wasn't, uh, he wasn't oh, hurt. Good. But uh, I certainly yeah. wouldn't have forgot that. See, no. that's what you needed. You needed some sort of in-show yeah. incident. I don't, I don't... Usually with me it's I've a never, sandwich. I've never fancied the... Uh, Lion King. No. People on equity minimum roaring. Come round my parents' house. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've had some uh, cigar-based texts that will we, we'll just break away from things we don't remember. Mm. We uh, we have. We've had... I'm trying life. to find some uh, nice people who smoke cigars. So far we've got Churchill... Not nice, exactly, but sort of admirable. And on the other side of bad people, millions. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's been a few... There's a few nice ones, though. There's been a few missives come in. Uh, my daddy smokes a cigar every Christmas day, and he's a lovely wee man from Leah in Belfast. So, I mean, we can't prove that, but we'll take a word for it. I'm mm. not taking a word for it. Really? You're not <laughs> having that? My daddy sounds like it's like it could be her boyfriend, because <laughs> he's much older than her. Uh, no, I think it's just an, an Irish thing. That's the that phraseology, isn't it? Okay. Okay, so... Six, six, five, zero. I'm not going to dispute that your daddy's a nice man, but I, we don't know him, so we have no, uh, we have no data. So mm. I'm, 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 I'm kind of Your daddy... Of that, well, what if it's Puff that. Daddy? He's a, that could be her daddy's a cigar smoker. Because he's... Puff because daddy. he's... Yeah. That way it's called yes, Puff Daddy, yeah. because could he... Could be. Yeah. yeah. Six, five, zero. Frank, Emily and Alan... You asking cigar smokers, even though never met him. Okay, that's not great, the syntax. <laughs> However, he does go on to say, I would put a shout-out for George Burns. George that's Burns? That's a good call, um, isn't it? Shout-out for George Burns. Don't hear that often. George Burns, does he? <laughs> <laughs> he should... Uh, cranberry juice, that's my advice. <laughs> oh, George Burns does seem a nice bloke. 
Yeah. Dead that now, but he's funny and stuff. I mean, he's probably very difficult backstage, but he's funny. I'm going to put him in. It's George Burns and Churchill at the moment. Well, this is When another... I say Churchill, I mean, we will fight them. Not all, oh, yeah. Not all, oh, yes. I don't think he smokes. Uh, <laughs> they used to try that. It didn't work out, did it? You couldn't get the insurance. Exactly. Uh, Telly Savalar, somebody has, has put. Uh, it, I, I think it's meant to be Telly Savalar. I discovered that Telly Savalas was a nice bloke. Well, also, also I like is that fictional character? It is a bit Kojak. Maybe smokes cigars. I've oh. never met a man with a shaven head who was a nice bloke either. Oh, oh that's God. not true. That's surely not true. No, that's true. Have a think, though. Surely that's not. There no. must be some. Nobody. Oh, Carry on. Loads of them. Oh God. Um, eight four four. Hi Frank. You can't forget the dirty raincoat and cigar of Colombo. Fictional but, character. Fictional character. Sorry. And I love Colombo, but you know, did Peter Fogg smoke a cigar? Okay, four two five. JFK smoked Cubans, and prevented a nuclear war. When he said he smoked Cubans, is that, that's a joke. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. That's well, not go. a bad joke. It's quite I a good say, joke, I, I think. Must say. Mm. Yeah, still only uh, two in the good column. Yeah, it's not a great yield, is it? Shaven heads, nobody in the good column. So you know, I'm sure we. Could okay, do I've that. got one. What about the Dalai Lama? Yeah, good yeah. point. He's not a bad bloke. He's not Top Gear, is he? Well, he's, he's a bit homophobic. <laughs> he is. Is he? He is. Is he really? I read an interview with uh, the Dalai Lama. Is this breaking what? news on Absolute Radio? <laughs> no, and he was... Um... Pope's not great on that score, to be fair. <laughs> FYI. No, the Pope gets Glass a lot houses. of stick for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas the Dalai Lama, everybody thinks, oh, lovely, smiling, <laughs> friendly. But he is, yeah, he's... Uh, Oh, yeah. he, t- he told a story about two homosexuals that went to see him, and uh, he told them to basically stop it. Did he? Oh. Just stop it. Yeah. It's the Dalai Lama he does get for photographed him. at one too many red carpet shindigs, for my liking. Does he? There was a period oh. in the 90s... It was nice with the orange, though. <laughs> You'd always see, Frank, the Planet Hollywood leopard skin carpet underneath the sandals, <laughs> and I didn't think that was a good oh, look for a man no. who'd taken orders like him. I, lo- I love the idea that he- he's got one of those... Uh, Planet Hollywood leather jackets you <laughs> to get with the different coloured sleeves. <laughs> which he, wear, he wears around, he just wears around the temple. Frank, you just hit upon something. All those Planet Hollywood owners were cigar smokers. I remember Sliced oh, Alone, yeah. they loved a the cigar. Do you mm. imagine, are, are they someone you'd want to row the Atlantic with? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to, would want to row the Atlantic with anyone. Wouldn't you? But if no. you had to, who would it be? That'd be a good texting. <laughs> if you had, if you had to row oh, the yeah. Atlantic with a celebrity... Who would oh. it be? I'd go Ben Fogel or Redgrave straight off the... Would you? Yeah, well, they're going to do most of the work, aren't they? I can just sort yeah, of have a look true. out. Yeah, that's true. I think they should have a look out the window. <laughs> you want someone a window. I'd go. Sturdy. I'd go Russell Grant. I'd live off him if things got difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Not being horrible, but I would. I'd go Leslie Grantham. <laughs> Any reason for that? I just think he's fairly open. <laughs> and uh, you'd want that. You don't want formality on a, on a long yeah, you row. Don't judgment, do you? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you were discussing the Beef Wellington joke. Yes. Um, <laughs> if anybody's just tuned in now, it's going to be confusing, but... Well, uh, you know, get up. Uh, you were workshopping <laughs> the attempt at a joke. Possible we- Beef Wellington joke. I says, I says, be careful ordering the Beef Wellington. These days you're likely to get a couple of horseshoes on your plate. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like I say, okay. that's the we're chaps' work- attempt. We're workshopping it. Colin uh, in Sunderland, okay. good try. I'm loving Colin's uh, joining in on that. I wonder if it's Colin Soggett, the former Sunderland midfielder. That'd be exciting. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. 
is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You, um, I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran this morning. And uh, you can text us on 81215 about anything you like. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Oh, yes. When you can say they can text us uh, about anything they like, they do seem to be texting us with suggestions of cigar smokers who aren't horrible people. And, uh, and now it's moved on to... Um, <laughs> people with shaved heads who aren't horrible people. Yes, yeah, you well, also I, said they were all horrible as yeah, well. I mean, I'm, I'm less convinced of that than I am of cigars. Well, I've smokers. got a feeling how this might go. Uh, mm. Shaven head hero, what about Steve Bull, Frank? A great bloke, I'm sure oh, you'd agree. Yes, former Wolves player. Yeah, I had um, a feeling that... Yeah, but he covers his with a tatter's hat, if I remember rightly, <laughs> according to the song. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, actually, t much to my chagrin, this says, what about Steve Bull, comma, Frank, no question mark. I'm worried about the question mark. People aren't using it enough. No. Do you not know? I suppose. People are not using the, t the question mark these days. I don't care. I hate the question mark. It looks like really? a man with a shaven head. I like the question mark. <laughs> and um, a, a bolero tie. <laughs> I'm going to start one of those campaigns like people do about the possessive apostrophe. Why like, don't you do that? Let's keep the question mark, it'll be called. It's got a bit Countdown Dictionary Corner here. <laughs> I always two, thought two, the, the question mark was a bad move on the Doctor Who costume, I always thought. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh. 228. Morning, Frank, M and the Cockerel. What about Groucho Marx as a cigar oh, smoker? that's three. That's three in the good column. Very well, good. that's Two from, comedians. That's from Steve. From and a wartime leader. There you go. My back catalogue. What about... Um, from Steve, <laughs> from <laughs> the Forest of Dean... And he says, I've lived in the forest for about four years now. Forest of Dean, yeah? I still, yeah, I still haven't explored at all. Huh? So oh. by means of a text-based night's move, if Emily ever wants to help me explore the Forest of Dean in more depth, that would be lovely. <laughs> well, now... <laughs> I think, um... You yes. rascal. Yes, that is... We, we walked straight into that. We did. Uh, Duncan Goodhue seems like a nice, bald fella. From oh, I thought he, I was going to say he'd sent, he'd sent him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not counting now. I said shaved tents. Did and I not? He, he fell out of a tree, didn't he? Fell out of a tree and all his... That's not shaving, is it? It's not. No it's one's not ever thought feeling a bit rough today. Where's that elm? <laughs> <laughs> so he's not... He didn't shave, he said. It was, uh, it was I an would accident. like it if you'd got an accurate tree. That is that an, was it an elm that he fell from? I don't that know would what be he great fell if from. you knew that. No, I don't know what he fell from. Oh, I well. must admit. Where do you, where do you was... stand, Frank, on Tom Selleck? Nine two two, big cigar smoker, top bloke. Is he a top bloke? I think he's a member of the National Rifle Association. Isn't yeah, he? and a staunch Republican. Okay. <laughs> Looks hot though. So, so. Yeah, every cloud. He is, and he's good. You know, he's funny in the things he's in, isn't he? Mostly. Is he? I'm pretty sure Brunel smoked a cigar. Have we had Brunel? The Sultan of yes. Brunel? I don't know if it's the Sultan or if it's the uh, uh, engineer. I bet he does smoke a cigar, though. He probably did, yeah. But I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, know if, I don't know if the unpleasantness of the cigar smoker had fully risen to the fore Well, in fairness, Kenneth Branagh as Brunel smoked something of a cigarillo, I would well, say. Did he? Yes. Not, not a cafe creme yes. from the tin, <laughs> the tin with the lid. I mean, what At the kind Olympic of people opening ceremony, them? he went a bit cafe creme. He did. It was, it was very... Uh, Isambard Kingdom Brunel heavy, the Olympics. Yes, haven't. it was. Because it's become a big thing now, BAFTA nominated and all that. Mm -hmm. I still wasn't partial. What about Che Guevara? Attractive, revolutionary, and good guy. <laughs> well, I thought he was a bit bolshy with those nuns at the leper colony. I'll be really? honest yeah. with you. Yeah. It's all right bursting in there as a temporary measure when people have been working with them for years. 
coming through on your motorbike and telling them what to do. Shut your face, Shay. <laughs> so never, never change that old beret. Bit of a I, greasy rim. that as a no, I think. If I'd have been Shay Guevara, I'd have just opened a restaurant. And you could have called it Shay Guevara. <laughs> as in Shay. Mm. Shay, yeah. You know, Shay, Shay thing. And find it, Phil from Sitting Bourne, a good cigar-smoking man has got to be Tommy Cooper. Another comic, Frank. Yeah, yeah, another comic who had a long-term affair with his so-called wardrobe woman <laughs> and uh, drank a bottle of whiskey a day. Your witness. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now then. Well, we need to talk about the bearded lady, Frank. Yes. You don't often see a bearded lady these days. No, that's true. Unless you've got the box set of Carnival. The, yes, uh, where there was quite a, quite a raunchy uh, bearded yeah. lady in there. Yeah, great. Yes, this is a, uh, a, a German She's woman, German. And um, she's got a goatee. Yep. She has. A, a black goatee and long goatee. She looks a bit like Jay, the food expert from the one show. Yes. Yeah, is That's it Jay Rayner? Is, is it? Is that his name? I don't know. I think it is, yeah. Just if anybody's trying to... Is he Claire Rayner's son? I've no idea. I doubt it. Mm. Yes, it is. Is it really? Mm. Oh, marvellous. Join a youth group, lovey. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, that was Claire Rayner's advice to everyone. I'm going through a very messy divorce. What shall I do? Join a youth group, lovey. <laughs> 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 I saw her once um, in Joe Allen's restaurant in uh, Covent Garden. Lovely. And she seemed she had two sticks. It was towards the end. And um, she wasn't drumming, she was walking. Oh, <laughs> They looked like they were capi... They weren't wooden, they looked like they were capo, capi de monte. They were like sort of china, two china sticks. Oh. And they must have been oh. enamelled, um, I suppose, for wet weather work. How did she oh. get purchased? Well, I don't know, but she, she you know... She, Maybe one of those went. rubber stoppers at the bottom. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it went all the way down. There might have been some sort of thing. But I've never, never seen walking sticks like them. No. Mm. Don't Brilliant. make them like that anymore. I wonder what happened to them, though. It must be, since she's passed away. Oh, the away. Rainers? No, I wonder what happened to those two sticks. Oh. I wonder if uh, Jay uses them as, uh, with Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> Feeds the other people at the table, oh, you know, like a few a, feet away. Oh, well, parable. Yeah, it's probably has had the robbers cleaned, you know, from walking about. It's <laughs> oh, a nice thought. Anyway, the bearded German lady. Ah, yes. So she, she went on this morning. Did you see her on this morning? Mm. She was talking in great detail about it. She said she's never felt sexier. I hate it when people say that. <laughs> I hate, I'm getting like that. I hate anything to the <laughs> word sexy. Makes me feel sick. Sexy, that's what I call it. Oh. I went and saw Oblivion this week, the uh, new Tom Cruise. Oh, what was that like? Well, it looks absolutely astonishing. Yeah. But um, You had me at Tom. Yeah, but um, the, the script is indifferent. But they have, there's love scenes. I love Frank's reviews. Why do they have to have love scenes in films like that? And they're really cheesy, ooh baby type. Do oh. you go off love scenes in books as I well? I hate love scenes. He doesn't like, he doesn't <laughs> love, like scenes. love scenes. Here's the thing, if you like, I'm not stopping, if you like love scenes, go and see a romantic movie and enjoy, yeah. right? Yeah. But you know what? When you're watching that romantic movie, don't blame me if two aliens come in and yeah. blow the couple to pieces. Or suddenly there's a car chase. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Leaving yeah. a pink miss where their head was. <laughs> That's, that doesn't happen in romantic films, no. but in sci-fi films, suddenly there's a stupid love scene. I'm getting like I hate Tom Cruise. He's rubbish now. Used to be, you know... 
Well, don't worry, he's not remotely litigious, so we won't get into any problems. <laughs> yeah, with I'm not comment. saying anything about his sexuality. I'm saying he's making not very good. You know, this could have been a brilliant film. Oh and they've got like a model in it, you know. Like oh, a really? model that w- was in um, Quantum of Solace. That was a great oh, film. Oh, hi, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I saw anyway. her on the Graham Norton show. A bit cold. Yes. Um, anyway, anyway. we weren't even talking about that. I want to get back. The Bearded Lady. The bearded to The Bearded Lady. lady. Yeah. What I'm probably me. the only person who said that, what, let's what, be honest. What worries me about you <laughs> when you're looking at your, your phone, <laughs> missed calls? Anyway, I've got to get back to the bearded lady. She, she got called. some horrible You see, abuse. I wouldn't want to yeah, get a phone get... call from the bearded lady. <laughs> because she'd be talking to you. Oh, I sometimes get that talking. when I've got a beard, yeah. yeah. What happens if Brian Blessed calls you? Hello. You get it, you get Hello, it. Hello, this is the bearded lady. <laughs> I'm just for. I'm just saying to feel very sexy. <laughs> Who wants to hear that? I like that she speaks German, just in English in an accent. Speaking of German, when uh, when uh, Angela Merkel comes over for the funeral on Wednesday, oh yeah, you can imagine after about ten minutes of conversation at the party, she's going to say, "Just a minute, let me tell you about divisive leaders." <laughs> um, <laughs> Now, I, what worries me about this bearded lady woman is I, I read the article about her. Mm. I didn't see her in. Did you actually see her interview? Yeah, I did. Okay. I uh, scrolled down to video as I And I thought, well, brilliant, mm. how brilliant. This woman, she had a baby 28 uh. years ago and she started growing facial hair as some, uh, just a hormonal re- yes. reaction. And uh, she thought, no, I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought that I respect for that. And then yeah. I read. That she's got a, a circus act, yeah. And yeah. I thought that's a bit that's a bit rude one, isn't it, for a bearded lady? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, she's sort of. Well, I'm a bearded lady now. What kind of work can I do? Ah, I know. She's let the side down. It's yeah. public facing, but not in a way that is detracting. Like you wouldn't have her on hotel reception or something, would you? People are. I don't. I think she's. Wrong I think she could she's host. A, she could host a sports show. Easily, yeah, yeah. She, she does. Yeah. She, she's not very client-facing, as yeah. I believe the no. phrase. Well, I don't know her that well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I didn't think she was unattractive. I don't no. know that it would particularly put me off. No, I just... All my questions are about the grooming of it, because when I grow a beard, I wonder if other people have the same problems. Mine gets a bit achy. Achy? Yeah, achy, bra- achy breaky achy. beard. Oh, well, I just want to interrogate her. Really. She didn't. She didn't mention that. I don't know what's German for achy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think I've cracked it. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've been talking about the bearded lady. Yeah, the German this, one. This is the German. This, yeah, this yeah. is the German one. But she's not the only one. Because it turns out there's this character called the Bearded Lady of Guildford, who's something of a local celebrity. Oh, yeah. We've had various texts yeah. from the Guildford community who are proud of their bearded lady. She's um, got a website. Blimey. Mm. She's got a sort of King Lear affair. I'm looking at her now. You've got, you've, you've got her up. Oh, yeah. I've got, I've got her deets. Let's have a look. Oh, hang on. I've got to call it in, put my password, get rid of the incriminating photographs. <laughs> hang on one second, oh, please. No, I'm, I'm not going to flick time. through. Don't. Have a look. Don't flip no, that, that wasn't what I was expecting, <laughs> I must say. 
I was thinking tiny goatee, and this is she's sort of Boston no, Mary feel. Is she this, is rather. Is this good radio? One has to wonder. Well, it's I a man being shown a picture. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we, we don't have to worry about good radio anymore. We're outcasts. <laughs> Do what we like. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. I um, of course, um, Zola Bod used to live in Guildford. You don't think it's her? Do you? Gone? I'm not sure. Not, I know, but you were obsessed by her Once you put the shoes on, something had to give. Yeah, imagine, imagine her running with the wind blowing through her beard. What a fabulous mm. She looks like a, a, a What nice I like lady. about the, I'm going to call her the ITV bearded lady. She's a bit yes. more commercial, isn't she? Let's call she? her the German and the Guildford. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, the German has what I believe is called a Van Dyke, that beard. Yes, that's isn't right. It? Yes. Because it's the moustache isn't attached directly to the goatee. Oh. No, well, I mean, she's probably working with uh, small assets. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. It's never going to be really thick, is it? No. It's like your gap between hair and sideburn, she's got that on the top lip to. Who's that celebrity power. hairdresser who's got that the thickest beard you've ever seen in your life? I can't remember his name, um, but it looks like it's Nikki been Clark? painted no. on. Is no. that the texting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a celebrity <laughs> hairdresser. Elvis is. Uh, Anyway, anyway, so well, and good luck to them all is what I say. I, I don't think it would put me off. Would it not? Really? No. Well, exactly. Someone's got to marry David Bellamy. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I've thought about um, not growing a full beard, but I'm thinking uh, Nike symbol on the right cheek. <laughs> that would work. Yeah, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. Well, it's a bit of um, advertising that so far they've not tapped into, so I'm sure they'd be interested. Well, I'm not saying that. Just do it? I'm just saying beards are so. People, they say we'll have a goatee or we'll have a. Why not? Do, you can do all sorts of weird and unusual. You know, some people who really carve fabulous patterns in. Yeah, I'd go, for, I'd go for all that kind of stuff. Frank, we've had a text in about a walking stick. Oh. 278. I recently sprained my ankle. Yes. Sorry to hear that. True story. <laughs> and purchased a blue and white Liberty-esque print folding walking stick, as oh. opposed to the usual black ones. Folding as well. Folding. You've you... got to trust that hinge, haven't you? <laughs> you had a choice of many patterns, and I felt very stylish whilst infirm. Claire Rayner could have purchased similar. Yes. I, it I, looks... I like a text that ends on similar. It mm. looked to me like Claire Rayner's walking sticks might have been bespoke. Yeah. I wonder if they were specially made for her by an admirer. Oh, maybe. But I'm thinking I might like to buy them. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> Frank, hello, Frank, Emily, and Alan. What about Gail Porter? Doesn't count. She hasn't no. got a beard. No. We're Does she smoke cigars? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't shave her head. That was uh, that was alopecia. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, can't count that either. Mm. Well, I think we're steadily tying up all our loose ends. <laughs> <laughs> Do I count as a bearded lady if I have the occasional bristle which needs to be plucked? That's stubbly. You know we're on air now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's stubbly from Sussex. Oh, no. You don't count as a bearded lady if you've just got the occasional one. Stubbly? Thank God for that. <laughs> um, I need to talk to you, boys. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of a difficult social incident this week. Uh-huh. It was involving a male friend... Mm. Don't rush to judge. It's platonic. It's a sacred rather than profane union. Okay. I've known him for a long time. He is actually a director, and he has directed a number of Doctor Who episodes, Frank. Has he really? Wow. Yeah. So he's a, he's a nice friend to have. Yeah. He's an old university pal. He's got he's happily married. He's got two children. Um, and we meet up occasionally to choose. I think we've got what they used to call in the uh, football programmes a pen picture. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. 
We meet up from time to time to chew the fat. Yeah. I don't chew the fat. No, obviously. I chew the napkin. He chews the fat. <laughs> yeah. But um, on this occasion, it was rather embarrassing because the waiter in the restaurant was... He decided we were, uh, we were going to get together at the end of the evening. Okay. And he was determined to make that happen. He walked over initially, and the first thing he said to us was, um, you want a bottle of wine to share? Yeah. I, he said, no, I'm fine, I've got a beer, thanks. He went, not to share? And I said, no, no, we're fine. He said, you said, I'm fine, I've got a beer, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he said, maybe later. Did he? Oh. Yes. <laughs> See, What's going to happen later? It was nine o'clock by that point. No, I'm... Oh, I had this once. I was in a, an Australian hotel room with Caroline Quentin and Maria uh, McAloon. You know Maria McAloon? Yes. And, um, Extraordinary triumvirate. We ordered, uh, we ordered chips and mayonnaise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. three, three helpings. And uh, they were in their robes, their white-toweling robes. <laughs> I was naked. No, I wasn't. I was, <laughs> no, I was in normal gear. And uh, the waiter came up, the room service, and he yeah. put everything. And then as he left, he said to me... Uh, a good evening, sir, and raised his eyebrows <laughs> and left like he was absolutely certain it was going to be some sort of evening. menage a trois. Well, th this man was similar. He decided when my friend went People to the loo, presumptuous. He they? came over, Frank, and he said, "Maybe you share meatballs." Well, I have no. Uh, <laughs> he honestly said that. Yeah, he was keen on you sharing. I said, Are you sure they weren't just short of food. I said. <laughs> <laughs> No, because he kept coming over like sort of got Quan on a dating show. He kept saying, "How's everything going?" And when he when he suggested we get the grapper out, I thought, "No, this is dodgy." A grapper. To grapper. I said, "I don't, I don't even like liqueurs. I or don't even like." Was grapper. he giving the chap some instructions to grab her? Like, <laughs> do you think you misheard? I tell you what, I've never done even on a date. It strikes me I've never had um, a two straws drink. Oh, have you not? You know when you see that oh, in no. films and people yes. will, have a, will have a blah, blah and two straws? Never. Or that, there was that time that uh, I was hiding under the surface of a lake with Dame Diana Rigg. Oh, yeah. But apart from that, I don't think I've ever done the two straws thing. Do you do the shared dessert, though? Because that's a little bit romantic. Yeah, with the long friend. spoons. Oh, I don't like that. Don't oh, well, like that waiter was trying to proffer those long spoons in our direction. Can you imagine? Yeah, I think in the current climate, with so many uh, things on the verge of pandemic, the shared dessert is gone. Oh, I thought you were going to say that they're a good idea because people are economically in dire straits. The shared desserts, are, uh, it's a good, it's a good plan. No dessert, I think, if that's the situation. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> Straight back home. Yeah, for the grapper. I did feel though. I've known my friend for some twenty years. Mm -hmm. Plus, <laughs> and I did What's feel <laughs> towards the end of the evening. Since uh, you're at school, I thought, yeah, <laughs> I thought twenty. Maybe yeah? I've missed the trick. You see, that's the thing. The, oh, the waiter started affecting my thought process. Mm. My treasured oh, right. platonic friend. Of course, by the time I walked out the restaurant, I thought, what am I thinking? Do you think yeah. the waiter's some sort of old-fashioned matchmaker? Like, yes, I like think the you could be right. Uh, you remember Fiddler on the Roof? Well, you know, the good thing was it extended to him giving my friend the bill. Man, no. he, oh, yeah. he, never said, he never said man, <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> that's his thought process. Yeah. Well, that's all right. And, did, and did he, was, he was all right with that. He was fine with it. Nice. Both I went like home a, a bit like individually. A happy ending. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio chat about what to do with fan mail not mine just in general do you um, get much uh well, actually i did a gig in hull uh, a few weeks ago of course you did. 
And of course I did, yeah. <laughs> it's in the north and I'm gritty. <laughs> Someone um, said to me, they stopped me in the street and they said, where is Alan Cocker at this precise moment? And I had to guess, I'd say, <laughs> oh, doing a gig in Hull? Mm. Yeah, it's there or Skipton Cattle Mart, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Uh, um, but uh, the guy came through like two minutes before I was going to go on and he said, oh, I've, I've had a gift from a member of the audience for you. Smash it. Um, and he, he said, I think it's related to a show you do, like with the question mark, you know. Yeah. Obviously wasn't a listener. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, what do you use the question mark? Exactly. <laughs> and and he'd given me, this this lady had sent us an Easter card and uh, and given him a box of Ainsley Harriet's Scottish-style chicken and leek flavour cup soups. Like that. Oh, oh, a sort of cock-a-leaky uh, reference. Well, exactly, a sort of cock-a-leaky. Ainsley I mean, Harriet, shaven head, saying I'm up. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't like to seem ungrateful, but I think, you know, it could have been an actual cock-a-leaky, couldn't it, rather than chicken and leek soup. Yeah, but that is what cock-a-leaky is. He's just broken but... down its basic components. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's, it's, uh, a sealed sachet is what you want when it comes to fan food. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did Otherwise, say... Otherwise, they inject it with mercury, you know. He did say, I, I've met her and she's just given me this, but then you go out and you do your show and you don't quite know who to thank, so... You it's didn't, difficult. Didn't thank it? anyone. Was that, was that your? I fault? didn't thank anyone. No. What I like to do is I like to give the audience thanks by carrying on the good work. That's that's. That's, that's a lovely way of looking at <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I respect you for that. But I like to do a lousy gig and then just say thank you at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also sent a card, so thank you for that. Um, I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago. Like I say, it's Helen. So thanks, Helen. What we'll, about that we'll thing have a cup with of soup um, after? What what what's um, who's that? Um, Pretty girl who went out with. Uh, I don't know about that hater already. <laughs> um, Caroline Flack. No, the pretty young singer. Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift. <laughs> they found uh, a whole bunch of her fan mail in a bin. Yeah. That mm. doesn't look good, does it? Unopened, wasn't it? Which is hard. Oh, oh that's bin. so hard. I, think I find the homeless sort of get away with it. snitches, aren't they? <laughs> 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 they could have just ignored that and carried on looking for half pies, but no. I was a bit of lady of Guildford. They had to, they had to expose that, that young girl who probably didn't even know about it. It's probably one of her people put it in the bin. Yeah. Mm. But it's quite nice, isn't it, that people are... I shall never give again. Not after that. You shall never. I'll, never. I'll never give in to the homeless again after that break of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant to Taylor Swift. No, I've, I've never given to Taylor Swift. Can I make that clear? Yeah. <laughs> Have you sent fan mail, though, yourself? Have I sent it? Mm. Oh, yeah, I used to write to footballers when I was a kid. Really? Oh, did you? Did I you got, ever get a reply? I got... You, you used to get, like, I got a... I just used to ask for their autograph. I didn't want a letter or anything like that. So. Mm. Did you get dictated but not read on the autograph? Sometimes I'd get... Uh, like, Dennis Law sent me um, a shredded wheat advert. Did he? That had gone his autograph sort of <laughs> printed on the advert. Oh, that's Rubbish. no good. Whereas Bobby Moore, always a gentleman... Sent me a nice, you know, best wishes, Bobby Moore. Oh, that's and nice. And a kiss. I once, I wrote to Tim Roth when I was about 11 or 12 years old. Oh, yeah. I'd seen him in a Mike Lee film. I had strange crushes my, at my age. <laughs> and I said to my parents, I really like him. And my mum said, write to his agent, darling. Write to his agent. Yeah. So I looked it up in Spotlight. She handed me Spotlight, very responsible. Yeah. And I, re I remember it was Markham and Frogger. I said, dear Markham... I didn't understand that that was an agent's name. I said, dear Markham, I said, I just wanted to, to pass this on to Tim Roth. I think he's the best actor I've ever seen in my whole life. Wow. Nice. And Fountain Pen. Never replied. Fountain Hate Pen. Him. Yeah. <laughs> fountain Pen smashing. You see, oh, that's nice. all right. I hate writing with Fountain Pen The thing now, with, with fan letters is, um, 
I don't know. I, n- not before in my life did I associate lined paper with danger. <laughs> <laughs> but now, when I see lined paper, I think I have to be careful about this. As I read it, I could be being watched by someone from an adjacent house. You think lined paper glasses. is one step away from the uh, old school printing out, like sticking in the words from the newspaper different... Yes. You know, I that. think it's basically the... Um, the preempt to uh, an assassination attempt, usually line paper. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this also. Pro- I've got twelve thousand um, publicity pictures, which I had printed. I've got 12, about. 000. I've got about ten and a half thousand left. <laughs> 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 and when I had them printed, uh, I had long hair. Right. Oh. So well, I send them out now. I'm into the four, how long four was it? people a year. I mean, really long. Not your pitch invader days. It was my. It was my James May period. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. So I send it out now with my, you know, midlife crisis hair. And people oh. must look at it and think, oh, we must wear it in a bon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't want to get new ones. Not until I, you've used up the ten and a half thousand. No, and that no, could take ways. me, um, well, another, another life. <laughs> at yeah. least, at least one other life. This is, uh, I would find out more about that, but now I've alienated the Dalai Lama. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to use Google. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's, uh, I feel bad about sending them out to date uh, pictures. If anyone who's listening has got one of those, yes, you, mate. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Have we got time to pop back to email corner briefly? I'll go on then. Why don't we? I'm not bothering with the... Uh, no, don't. The this is from Hugh in Sheffield. He says, Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. My friend Tim borrowed my VHS of High Fidelity before my 17th birthday and promised me he'd return it along with the birthday card he'd insisted he'd got me. Uh-huh. I turned 28 on the 28th... <laughs> oh, wow. ..and retain a forlorn hope of receiving these items... <laughs> Therefore, I refuse to buy the film on DVD or throw away my otherwise dormant VHS player. Forever in hope, Hugh in Sheffield. You know, what I hate about that is that the VHS and the uh, and the birthday card that never made it mm. is I'm imagining... Uh, what, what's the name of this person? This is Hugh in, in Sheffield. I'm imagining Hugh's daily ritual involves, first of all, lifting the flap on the letterbox <laughs> on his door mm. and then lifting the flap... On his VHS record. <laughs> you know that flap on the, uh, on the yeah, gap? Yeah. The flap on the gap. The flap on the gap is all mine, all mine. The flap on the gap is all mine. That's why I urge all VHS recorder owners to sing. Mm. I worry about Tim, the chap who borrowed it. I just, I imagine that he's got that high fidelity VHS on a shelf and every now and again it just plagues him. You know, like when I've, I've got books that I know deep down are someone else's and they just... There's a pang of guilt when my eye just passes across that shelf, and I think. Mm, well, Frank and I have got back. an ongoing issue with the Amelie. No, it's not Amelie, but Orcs. it's an Audrey Tattoo DVD, and there's and, a book and about. And the Simon D book. Yeah. Yeah, we've got we've both we've got multi guilt. It's not so bad when you got one each, though. It's like a hostage situation. I can't give you it back now. Can't you? No. It's okay. a war of attrition now. We have to keep maintaining the one each. I think that uh, I'm worried about the friend. Not from a guilt point of view, but has he seen the friend at all since Tim? Friend Tim. Tim. Yeah. Well, if not, it's I mean, this could this could time, be a sort of a very confused missing persons uh, <laughs> thing. I'd be a bit worried if someone said, "I'll bring that birthday card in the VHS." I didn't hear from her from eleven years. I might want to check, you know, 
There was all right. Mm. We could be talking half man, half mattress. <laughs> we could. So uh, I'm hoping that's okay. Have we time for another email? Frustrating. Can I say, uh, my, one of my all-time favourite films is Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you like that? Yeah, and I've only got that on Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> and it's meant that I've had to keep my Laserdisc player in, uh, in, in a fairly... Have you still got a Laserdisc player? Well, yeah, I can't just have it's the It's like laser. the design museum in your house. <laughs> but I've kept, I've kept that. I did have um, some more modern equipment, but I've, uh, I've put all my... Uh, Sony equipment in the skip <laughs> this week. Um, but so I've kept that laser disc. I've kept the laser disc player just for that one laser disc. Because I think oh, no, I'm not going to buy. It. Why should I buy the, the the DVD of it when I've already got the laser disc? You'd be yeah. right. They got lovely weight in them. A laser disc. I don't think I've ever used the laser. Yeah, so I've calculated from the 1970s. They, they, I mean, they look like a, an album, but they're heavier than an album. They'd be, no. You could do, say if our job was being assaulted oh, yeah. and he hadn't got his hat, but mm. he was near a laser disc player. If he could reach the eject button, he could kill somebody with one of those. Mm. And relax. <laughs> okay, I think we're moving. Well, that's the end, really. Oh, um, I think we've we've got through it. weren't too bad. I'm p- particularly pleased with the uh, cigar theme, which ran and ran. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Um, That'll Mark. get an award this time next year. Yeah, it? do you think best? Um, <laughs> Best cigar, most best most legs on a no hoper texting. <laughs> <laughs> and can I offer our congratulations to Jeff Lloyd and to Christian yes. O'Connell and to um, I think that's it, isn't it here? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think Vicky no, Blight Ronnie and Wood uh, as Sarah well. Champion and Ronnie Wood. Good luck to all of you. And 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 uh, we only hate the judges. We don't hate you. <laughs> we love you. Um, I, oh, the judges and their stupid faces <laughs> anyway um if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we'll be back again this time next week um now get out absolute absolute, absolute. radio frank skinner on absolute radio